This program is produced using the resources of Public Media Network in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Learn more at publicmedianet.org. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 18 of Share Prosperity Kalamazoo Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ford, Share Prosperity Kalamazoo Coordinator for the City of Kalamazoo, joined always by the magnificent Melody Dakin. What's up? What's your title? Neighborhood Business Specialist and Special Projects Coordinator. There you go. Coordinating Special Projects. <laughs> Today is a great episode because we got some fantastic people. We, we always have fantastic people. And we have, we have an announcement, a special announcement at the end of this um, episode. So we encourage you to stay with us. Um, we're just going to jump right in with our guests, let them introduce themselves, and then let the conversation begin. So to my left, we have Ramon Huerta. I'm a real estate agent and residential uh, builder. Darnell Clay, uh, Kalamazoo native resident, uh, builder, entrepreneur, uh, some other things. <laughs> okay. We're going to ask you about those other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we invited Ramon and Darnell here today uh, because they are, I, 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 I want to start with an ode to Dwayne Powell Jr., the position person who had this position before me, started the minority contractor group, and these two guys were seed little seedlings in that part of that group. Um, and the I think we we I want to shine a light on that, like congratulate you, celebrate that, bring you two here, tell us about your experiences with that group and then also kind of I want to hear about your businesses and your relationship to economic development in the community what are you working on what are you trying to lift up I know you, you both have really strong values and lifting other people that look like you up so let's talk about that and I want to hear about that and I want our listeners to hear about that too what is the minority contractor group first and then how did that come about there yeah, yeah one of you guys want to answer that? Ramon, you want to. Come on. I'm trying to think because I came in at the end uh, towards, you know, I wasn't there in the original meetings mm -hmm. and stuff. So I came in towards the end when they were kind of putting that together. Okay. And because when I, when I joined the group or I started uh, attending the meetings, I was just trying to make connections. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I'd, I'd uh, look for... Um, other people that were looking for work and mm -hmm. see what you know what skills they had to see where I needed to kind of place them um, at that time I was not licensed mm -hmm. um, and everything I did was just for myself and my properties and my projects mm -hmm. so I was just kind of looking to fill certain certain voids of skill that I didn't have mm -hmm. um, so that was my uh, introduction to mm -hmm. that group so I think this group uh, I can give my take at I'd like to somehow we'll have to we'll have to get Dwayne on here and have him break it down. Um, there there's been a need. There's so much development happening in, in our town. And when we look around and have those uh, ground 
or grand openings, it's the same people at the table, and we need to diversify that. We need, especially when we're in core neighborhoods, like we want to have diverse developers, diverse architects, diverse construction workers, uh, diverse painters, not the same companies, and I think some of those barriers have to be shifted. So I think this group was planted as like, okay, let's gather some people and talk about how we can get more training opportunities in the city and how the city can support that. And I think um, Mr. Powell gave a, did a really great effort in starting that and like getting people excited about it. And now we're continuing the work, added some people to the table, added some stakeholders, kind of taking that to the next level. Um, so we're, I know when he started, the city had funded it along with um, the Home Builders Association, uh, builder's license training for people that weren't licensed. Hey, come get your license. We'll go through the modules together and then uh, we'll pay for you to take this, the test. And I think, was it, it was you were part of that group yeah, and Darnell, Darnell had already taken it before. Is that right? Or did you, were you part of that? I'm not sure. I think I was taking it or in the process or I just passed already yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, I think out of that group, it was four out of the 10 that passed, and uh, one of you is here today, so both. I'm going to mark you as both, so tell us about that process and, I guess, builder, why you're connected to construction work and what kind of brought you to that work. I, I know I want to kind of rewind a little bit, so yeah, tell us a little bit about you. You can go first, Ramon. Okay, um, so what got me into the construction side of it is real estate. Mm -hmm. um, I bought my first investment property or my first home that I bought it as an investment, never as my primary resident, with the mind of um, turning it into a rental in 1999 is when I bought my first house. Mm -hmm. And that kind of started my um, endeavors with real estate and my love for it and stuff. Um, the house that I bought needed a lot of repair and I just, you know, I'm, I'm an action person, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, I just go all in and I just started tearing down walls, taking stuff apart, taking windows out, um, you know, didn't even know how to install a window, just got windows, went to, you know, Home Depot and got some windows and, you know, just, yeah, needed tons of help, tons of help. But again, that's, that's just how I learned, you know, I YouTube never, videos? There was no YouTube back then. <laughs> like, I didn't have anything. I didn't have, you know, I don't have anybody in my family that was in real estate like that or mm -hmm. construction or anything like that. It was just me just trying to um, do it because mm -hmm. I read a book. I went to a seminar and they told me that I could do it and I believed it. And I'm just like, I'm just going to do it. And that's mm -hmm. just, I've always been that way. So then I find out that, you know, when you have plaster, you just can't put drywall back up because, you know, the two by fours don't all line up and stuff. So, um, you know, just start getting into stuff. And then I said, you know what? I'm great at like taking it apart, but I'm not very good at putting it back together. So then that's why <laughs> I started venturing out and trying to hire people and, mm -hmm. you know, get out into the community. And it's like, what does this cost? What does this do? And, you know, I remember I bought some windows and they weren't even the same measurements or with the hole. And I just thought like, I just make it work. I'll add some two by fours on the sides and I'll fill in the hole and we should be good, you know, until you look at the exterior of it and your siding's not matching. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm an action person. I get an idea and I'm like, I'll stumble through it, but that's the only way that I really know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me ask you something. You said you, you got a book and went to a webinar. Yeah. What, what sparked that? So 
I'm a car guy, I love cars. So when I got out of high school, I wanted to uh, do an, a, um, a car dealership. I want a small lot. So I looked into um, the state and what are the requirements to get your dealer's license. And one of them was to acquire, um, you have to have commercial property. So I started back then, you had the newspaper. So I started looking in the newspaper and, you know, looking for commercial property and stuff. I didn't know that you can call an agent or anything like that. I just got in the paper, started looking for that, ran into a little ad that said, you know, learn how to buy real estate with no money down. Well, I have no money. So I was like, sounds like, sounds yeah. like me right there. <laughs> um, so then they had a little one day free event in Grand Rapids, went up there, you know, gave me a couple of nuggets and just, you know, they rah, 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 inspired you. You can do this. And they're like, we're going to be back here in like a month and we're going to have a three day seminar. And I think it was like 2,500 bucks or something like that. And I was hooked. I was hooked. I saw that. And I said, you know what, I'm trying to do the same thing with, uh, with cars. Um, it's just houses is just bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm you know, yeah. bigger. And it was just like, it seemed more feasible because it was more financing for it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and there's like a lot of different creative ways. Um, and then the, most of the time the value didn't depreciate as a, a car did, you know, yeah. the longer you had it in your lot, the less it was worth. Yeah. Well, the house, the longer you held it, the more it was worth as long as you kept up with it. So it just, it just made more financial sense for me at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just say, you know what, I'm just going to buy a house Yeah. and just go from there. Okay. So that was kind of my introduction to, to it. Did um, you have any fears in that when you're doing that? Oh, absolutely. That? You do. But like, again, I'm just kind of like, I could sit here and complain about it. And I could sit here and I'm like, I don't have anybody. You know, it's just uh, me and my immediate family. Um, don't have anybody in the business. Don't have anybody that, you know, I can call up and do this or do that. And I just, but I'm, I'm like a go-getter and I just like, I figure it out. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing what I did with cars. Like I'm, I'm no mechanic, you know, like there's enthusiasts right. that get into it and they work on every aspect of the car. Not me. I just love the cars. Yeah. I just want to turn the key yeah. and cruise and stuff like that. You know, I'm handy and I could change some things, but I ain't rebuilding a whole motor. You know, right. that's, mm-hmm. that's just not me, but I love it. That's the same thing with real estate. I was like, I know that work needs to be done. I might not have the skill, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll fumble my way through it and it's going to be for me. You know, that house, like I'm living in it. So yeah, the windows weren't right. And you know, the walls weren't right, but I'll, eventually they got right. But I wasn't, I guess I wasn't scared of it because I knew that that was the only way that I was going to be able to learn. Yeah. Like I could go to college and, and try to do, but I wouldn't have learned that way. Right. You know? Right. Um, so I, you know. So I wanted to go, I, I, I started to go to KBCC for business. And I remember my first business class, I went in there expecting, like, teach me how to run a business. They were teaching me how to work in a corporate world. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to work for somebody. Yeah, that's like, I thought, like, we were going to look at books yeah. and, like, what businesses are profitable, what to get into. And they're like, no, 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 you need to, like, follow these rules and you need to do this and this and that. And, I mean, I didn't last very long. I was like, this ain't for me. I'm like, right. I'm <laughs> Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to own a business. Yeah. You know, I don't want to work for somebody else and stuff. So again, just learning um, self-awareness for me, I think is one of the biggest things is just going out there. And that's what kept the fear down um, a little bit. Um, but then the other thing was just like when you had those small success and you're like, all right, I own this. You know, I was 19. I was like, I had my first house. You know, most of my other friends were just barely getting their first car. Yeah. And I'm just like, 
I don't even know how I got it. You know, I just went to the bank. You know, I had good credit, and they're like, yeah, you know, my debt was really low. So it was just like you taking that step, and you feel like that fulfillment, like, man, I just I just did this. I have no idea. And I do that now. I'm just like, I, I don't know how I got to this table. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how I got to this table, yeah. but here I am. To, to Melody's question about, around fear, I got a, a personal question. Were you involved in any with anyone personally at the time? It was like, yo, what are you doing? Crazy? No, no. At the time, I, I wasn't, but I had my family. Like, my family stayed yeah. with me. So there was that fear of, like, doing the right thing because, you, you know, I've kind of always been the head of my household since I've – not the head, but, I mean, very involved in my household since I was eight years old. You know, I helped my mother manage the bills take care of debt collectors, kind of like manage the household, had to go talk to, you know, the doctors to take my brothers and sister. I'm the oldest and stuff. So I've always kind of held that responsibility. So I, uh, so it was just, I don't know, just early age. It just, it was just fell on my shoulders and I just went with it. I didn't know nothing else. Right. I didn't know no other way Yeah. than to just do it and just take one step forward. Sometimes you get hit, you get knocked down, you just yeah. get up and then try to, you know, take another step. Okay. So that was, like your intro to real estate and Darnell, you in real estate too, or is it more construction side? More construction side. Okay. <clears throat> I do own some properties. I, I do flip. I have flipped, but more construction, but more construction based now. So, okay. And how'd you get into that? Well, I got into it, uh, several years back. I had bought a commercial piece of property where I had uh, relocated my business. I was running my business out of my home, um, a commercial lawn maintenance, mm -hmm. uh, general property maintenance company, and just started to out, just outgrew it. You know, I was parking four trucks on the street, three trailers, you know, neighbors, you know. Yeah. So I had to find something right away. Right. Know? Somebody made that phone call, say, hey, this guy <laughs> over here is, yeah. you know, somebody come and get him. Yeah. You know, I'm like, <laughs> so it actually turned out to be a blessing because uh, they called the city and then the city called me and said, hey, you know, you might want to check out this building, mm -hmm. you know, around the corner. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I went and checked out the building. I looked into it, big old pole barn. It's got about two acres with it, and mm -hmm. uh, looked into it. And uh, lo and behold, man, typed up a letter, visited the uh, the owner. We actually became really good friends, and uh, she she's passed away now. God bless her heart, uh, Mary Vleetstra from the Vleetstra family. And took my daughter up there, and we we met her, and she was like, "Yeah, darn, I, I want to sell you this this building," and so. She sold it to me. It really worked out. Um, and even looking at it in hindsight, it was like, wow, that just was so great. That was so, so what turned out to be a, 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 a grievous phone call turned out to, you know, put me in a, in a good spot that I'm still in today. And uh, right by it um, was a house that they had scheduled a demo. And I, I didn't know anything about the demo world, the pro, you know, anything like that. I was like, man, uh, First off, I didn't want anybody living that close to the building. I mean, yeah. it's feet away. Right. You know? So when they say, yeah, schedule for demo, I said, hold on, hold on. Let's not do that. Let me, let me, can I buy this? Yeah. And so we talked. There was some conversation about it. I was like, I'll, I'll do right. I'll do right with it. You know, I looked at it, and, and it was it was bad. You know, mm -hmm. the floor was out. 
you know, you could see through the joists to the basement. Yeah. It was bad. You know, it was scheduled for demo. So long story short, they sold it to me, about 5000 bucks, And, uh, man, I got in there and start tearing out walls. You know, me and the crew, <laughs> when we didn't have nothing to do that week, it was yeah. like, come on, man, let's go. We, we tearing out walls, we, you know, and everything. And um, I like to believe I'm somewhat of a visionary, you know. I'm like, well, I see some potential. It's got good bones, yeah. you know. <laughs> so we went in and got to tearing up stuff and got to putting stuff back. I was like, oh, let's let's do this with this. Yeah. Let's not put this back. Let's do this. Let's and I ended up spending way too much money. <laughs> but it <laughs> turned out real good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It turned out very well. I mean, extremely well to this point. And uh I was like, wow, I'm good at this. You know, I mean, I'm really good at this and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. I mean, taking something that was scheduled for a demo and like breathing life in it. I was yeah. like, wow. Uh, and so that that was so satisfying to me. You nice. know, it was so satisfying to to you know really to see that that that, that can be done, and then the outcome of it. Because uh, you know, fast forward several years, I think eight years later, I end up selling my house and moving my family into that house. Oh, okay. Just because it just you know I'm like debt free and all that. I'm like, let's just move here for a minute. Let's yeah. see how long it takes. It's really nice. It 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 up you know, it you know, my wife wouldn't have it any other way. Like, right. We're not moving it. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I didn't get too much slack. You know, it was nice. You yeah. know, we, yeah. You know, but two hundred thousand dollar people thought I'm crazy. What are you doing? I'm like, hey, just leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> and uh so it turned out real nice and uh I was Dude, like, wow blood, how sweat that? and tears in the house too. Like your blood, your blood, sweat, and tears in, in every crevice of the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. And I like the fact it was paid for and all that. So economically, yeah. it all worked. It was right by the business. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to have a, you know, so th- that all worked out. But that birthed that excitement. Like, man. So yeah. I'm like, so I'm doing these commercial maintenance projects. Next thing you know, they got more houses scheduled to demo. Some need some paint. It's saving. They like, so I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing? We plan on rehabbing. I'm like, hey, let me. Give me a shot at this. Don't yeah. just stick hold me to mowing or right. and you know boarding up. Let me <laughs> let me go in and you know let me show you what I can do. Yeah, they they they, they let me go in. You know, end up having a good relationship and bam, pulled out a winner for them and they sold it to auction. I mean, it just and it kept going. Well, now we got another one. Yeah, you know, and what do you want to do with this? They saw and then I got one and on the east side and and did that and turned out really nice and everything and, and just kept going from there. So, and kept going and, and started doing stuff on my own, just buying property from just, just other leads coming up. And it was like, wow. And, and so it just was like, you know, I want my builder's license. Mm-hmm. Kind of got under fire. It was this guy over here doing all this work. He's not a licensed builder, yeah. but I'm pulling off licensed builder projects right nice <laughs> yeah. interior design they're like what's going on you know i was like i i didn't expect that kind of you know what i mean mm-hmm. attention and so when i got it i was like oh man i better it put some fire behind my butt i was like no so i hurried up and got my my, my builder's license out of urgency yeah and uh didn't realize you know they're not handing these things out you no. know what i mean you gotta I mean, woo. That's it's, a work, it's a lot of work. And that's a state recognition, just to be mm-hmm. clear, right? Yes. Yeah, a, yeah, a state yeah. recognition. State of Michigan, yeah, whatever. State. And 
this is another FYI for listeners that may not know. That was in Arnell's case, you actually did like some physical building, but you don't have to be a builder to get a builder's license, correct? No, you can go and and pass the test, right? And get the <laughs> and, license and, and get the license. Yeah, yeah. So I remember this was many moons ago. I was in a a training. They they basically taught you how to run a political campaign. Right, so we you had to go to Detroit. So we drove to Detroit. I met a woman up there, older black woman from Detroit, and she had said she had a builder's license. And at the time, much younger, I'm like, you don't look like you build anything, right? I that was probably disrespectful to say, but I was <laughs> just like, you don't look like you build anything. She was like, you're right, I don't. I had a license though, and then people work under me, and I was like. Just at the time, my mind was just like, like, what? You can do that? And it was, it was just, yeah, it was just so, like, mind-expanding. It was like, oh, that is such a sweet hustle. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's awesome, man. Um, that's that's kind of like my management style. I make it I, I'm more valuable in a lot of other places than per se swinging the hammer mm-hmm. so yeah yeah sweet sweet well that's I mean that's awesome and what you said even though we had different guests talking about different things and had different journeys like two things you all touched on that connect with pretty much all the guests that we've had on it's like the passion to do something Mm-hmm. Right. Once they get it, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm in. I'm in. No matter if people try to keep me out, no matter what people say, it's like, yo, I'm in here. I got a passion for it. I'm going I'm going all in. And that that strikes me as interesting mm-hmm. and like a pattern, even though, again, you all in different different sectors than a lot of the guests that we've had. Yeah. I want to give a I'll give you a fun fact just <laughs> on the on what you had shared just a second ago. But uh, I was my 85-year-old grandma's in visiting from Seattle, Washington. She's she's from Kalamazoo. Big shout-out to Jean Pitts, Jean Johnson, for those of you who know her. She used to own the Southwest Michigan Tribune here in Kalamazoo, so she had us doing uh, paper routes. And, she, mm-hmm. you know, she, she put in her work in Kalamazoo. But uh, I was sitting down yesterday, day before yesterday, talking to her, you know, and She's lively, you know, she's 85, she's getting around great, looks great and everything. And she, uh, you know, I give her a big hug, we sit down talking and she was like, yeah, Darnell, and I just, you remember I used to, she's always been an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. owned her own business. She retired from Western. She used to uh, be the head of alumni relations for mm-hmm. WMU. So all the homecomings and all that stuff. So we, we had a lot of fun as grandkids. But come to find out, <laughs> come to find out, you know, my grandma was one of the first, if not the first, person of color female that was a project engineer slash general contractor for Miller Davis. What? 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 I was sick. She yeah. said, yeah, Darnell, I, 
those buildings up there on Gold Road, the brick buildings, I did that. I was really <laughs> proud I did that. She, <laughs> she went down, uh, what was it, Riverview? She was yeah. like, yeah, those buildings. I'm like, so I'm just sitting here just blown away. Like, Grandma, she was going through the processes and procedures. She said, yeah, I had a lot of fun. You know, she's like, they called us uh, project engineers. Wow. Project engineers. Yeah. I like that better. That sounds <laughs> better. I was an engineer. <laughs> and so, so I was like, just the, the, just the connection. I was like, man, that's funny. Here I am. Yeah. You know, grandson now kind of doing the thing. She's like, oh, I did that years ago. The, con- <laughs> yeah, the connection is like, <laughs> like, right. yeah, like all this time. Right. You never, never yeah. noticed. Right. Thanks for sharing. You wow. know what I mean? It just wasn't a big deal to her, but I was just, uh, it was just a fun fact to me to, to still be doing something, you know, that. Uh, Falling in her footsteps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> Nice. Um, what I think about economic development in this town, what do you see your role in that? Um, in that, I know it's kind of a big question, but I think it's important when you think about like, what do you want? What do you want to do? What do you see for your work in the next ten years? That all this development happening in Kalamazoo. What's your role in that? Well, I don't want to be wearing this top hat. <laughs> <laughs> and these gold shoes and be talking so much at the same time. But, but how do I look in this three-piece suit? Am I overdressed? Missing the tie. No. <laughs> I, I think for me personally is um, just collaboration. I went so much, you know, since that first house that I bought, I went through probably like 10 years of thinking that it all had to be done by myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody and you know there was a, a prideful thing that nobody's gonna give me anything i'm gonna earn everything that i do and it's gonna be me 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 and um coming to that you know as you said at that time later on as i started that business then you know um i had my first son and you know later on i got married had family so then that kind of changed the course of what my i still had the dream i still had the drive i still was trying to accomplish it but now i had more responsibility and um, I just couldn't risk it all like I did before when I was by myself. Um, so I went through this period of trying to do everything by myself, but then again, trying to um, feel accepted, right? Mm. So I felt like, okay, when I reach, it used to be a, a, a number to me was like, when I reach 50 doors, you know, since I started so young, when I would talk to people, they just saw me as a kid and they were just like, you know, you got a house or you got two houses, you know, can't call yourself a real estate investor. I'm like, but I am a real estate investor. Why? Yeah. The book told me I was a real estate investor. That's who I <laughs> yeah. am. That's my title. Now put on this business card. That's what it says. But for so long, I was just trying to like prove myself. And I was like, one day when I reach these 50 doors and I think I'll they have to accept me, right? Because mm-hmm. like I'll, I proved it to them, and I did it by myself. I didn't yeah. ask for any help, and then like just that whirlwind of like the the inner struggle, and like then I got to a point where I lost everything. You know, um, I lost my properties when we had um, um, the last uh, the 08? Yeah, yeah, the market. You know, the real estate market crash and stuff yeah. like that. I was over leveraged. I was, you know. Um, so I lost everything and it was just kind of got humbleized. And then I started um, seeking help. And I, I look back then before when everything was lost, it was this like shame, right? Like, man, mm-hmm. I work, 
I was that guy that I told all these people that I was a real estate investor and I had, you know, I had a couple of properties in, and then like now, like I don't, you mm-hmm. know, and like now what is my identity, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, who am I now? Well, now I'm like a failure. Like now I don't, I don't even speak real estate, you know? Um, and I went through a time of just kind of like this shame of, you know, having that and then um, not wanting to do anything with real estate. And then I started back where I was like, all right, well, I don't, you know, I don't have any credit you know, I have very little money, you know, so like how am I going to get here and stuff. So then I started learning like, all right, just start collaborating, just start getting back involved and just start feeding from other people and stuff. And at that time, I had a good friend um, that was just getting started and he was young and he just kind of like reminded me of myself, you know, and I remember I, I was like the older one and be like, hey, you know, maybe you should try this or maybe you should slow down a little bit yeah. or like, you know, and he's like, no, 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 I'm, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, do it, man. Like who am I to tell you, <laughs> you know, but I started kind of feeding off that and then just keeping myself around the right environment, the right people and stuff and changing all that. And then realize that, that, you know, I could do so much more if I involved other people. You know, and I just started into this collaboration thing and just started working with other organizations and started working with other people and just immersed myself, even though I couldn't buy anything, but just immersed myself into the business itself. And I wanted to make those connections with everybody else that was doing something and just like start living off their victories until I got my little victory. Right. And then I get another victory. And then next, you know, like then I'm that motivating somebody else because I'm sharing stuff with them and encouraging them. And I tell them, you know what, you might not have anything right now, but just continue to come here, continue mm-hmm. to hang out with us. <laughs> you know, if you continue to do this, eventually you're going to get yours, you know, because yes. there's, you just, there's no other way. There's no other reason. If you're, you know, if you hanging out with somebody that's working out every day at the gym, you just hanging out with them. Yeah. You start changing your habits, right? You start eating. Yeah. You, you're like, we're not going to go to fast food every day. You yeah. know, we gonna you gonna come to my house and I, you know, I prepped this food. Right. I did this and we're going to start drinking more water. So it's just like <laughs> naturally. Right. It's just going to get a little bit better. Yeah. A little bit better. It's and a, that's what um, happened. It's a podcast. David Shan's Social Proof. He talks with entrepreneurs and and folks making um, changes in the world. But one of his things that he says uh, reminds me of what you just said. He he was like, if you if you hang around all rich people or or wealthy people, he was like, by default you will become rich. It's like you is it's unavoidable, right? Because you just you just in that mix of the right people in the right environment consistently. You know, so even if you don't plan it, if you don't have a plan, even if you're not an entrepreneur, et cetera, it's like by default, you hanging around that when, when, when you immerse yourself in, in that situation, situation with the right environment and the right people, it's like, yeah, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's interesting <clears throat> you say that. I saw this cool T-shirt somebody was wearing one time, and uh, I, don't, I like American, uh, what's it, uh, American pickers and pawnbrokers and all that but somebody was wearing a, a t-shirt that said i've been restored you know he restored antiques and stuff like that and uh if you drive around our city you know what i mean any city for for that matter and you, you know you're an employee of the city or you're part of this movement blight eradication let's clean things up mm-hmm. i mean you you go around in those those bad neighborhoods there's those bad pockets there's a bad group that's it's obvious this is the 
this is the mentally ill community. They hang out here. Here's the building, the housing facility and stuff for them like that. And then you really, you see the need, like as a, as a city, it's like what you can do is help. <clears throat> if you're helping to eradicate those things, you're helping the city become better. Mm-hmm. And so in essence, I've been restored, you know, mm-hmm. literally my life, you know, come from, you know, the whole story. I could give you the whole rundown. And now that I am to a point where I've restored, I've been restored, you know, and you're restoring stuff like literally houses and stuff. It makes you want to pass that sense of possibility on to others. So it's like, man, the whole move is like you, you ask, you know, what's your role or how do you feel like you're part of this whole economic mm-hmm. development and progress? It's like, man, because everything you do at that point, or at least me, I get the feeling like I'm, I'm encouraging and I'm being part of that productive force now. Mm-hmm. You know, this blighted house or whatever it was, you know, now turns into a house where, man, a, 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 hus- a husband and wife and seven kids live in now, man. They've yeah. gone through the school systems. They've been paying taxes. Everybody's got a sense of pride and family and they, right. you know, different things like that. And you're a part of that. Or, you know, you go and you, you clean up. I never thought I would get so mad at displaced graffiti. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I, I just never thought I saw somebody tagging something one day and I almost turned into the police. <laughs> I almost just ran over there and just, yeah. you're under arrest. <laughs> Drop your, you know what I mean? I, I never thought I would get so mad. I never thought I would get so mad at going into a house to do a clean out and just seeing, oh, man, yeah. fecal matter and trash and roach infestation. And it's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And this is part of the problem. Mm. This is part of the problem. You see people walking down the street talking to themselves, being tormented mentally mm-hmm. with conditions. It's like, oh, this is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. This is part of the problem. And it makes you want to bring a sense of restoration to that. So it's like, okay, all right. So now everything we do, we got to make sure that, you know, when we clean it up, we, we have an understanding whether we build a house or something. You know, somebody's going to, a family's going to get in this house. Right. And it's going to create that snowball effect. You know, the statistics from kids that have a home who don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and how that affects their life. You know, mm-hmm. somebody, I call people out on they junk. No, man, you can't be doing, pick that up, you know, whatever. Because it, it's like, maybe it bursts a, a sense of like, oh, man, I shouldn't be littering. This is. Yeah, this, is, this, this is, is my this is my neighborhood, yeah, my community. Yeah, my block, my, yeah, my house. My, <laughs> yeah, you know they see me. He's been cleaned up. Let me clean up. Mm-hmm. Let me go and you know yeah. if he can do it. Let me go get a truck and a trailer and start mowing some grass or wherever it starts. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that people are looking. Mm-hmm. You know, that look like you, who need to know that there's somebody that did come from a place like you. Yeah, you know, you don't have to make excuses. Right, it is possible. All of these things, you know, and so that feels good to know that you're being a part of that. Mm-hmm. And the rest just kind of takes on a life of its own. You start getting into other stuff because your 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 lifestyle is wholesome. Your mm-hmm. thinking is wholesome. You're advancing. You're increasing. You're growing. You're around different people. And you're around different people, places, things, and just things start to happen. And I think that that's where it starts first, though, is uh, personally just being that good example. And then from there, 
you mm-hmm. know, but that, I, I feel like I've, I've given, I've, I've seen that a lot. Yeah. You yeah. Know, just not letting, uh, you know, just being an example like that. Mm-hmm. I like what both you said about this. The, I mean, especially Ramona shared something about slower, like working slower. When you bring in other people, it takes longer. And I think of the example of sitting in one of the contractor meetings several months ago we were talking about the, okay, who's interested in the 60-hour builder's training? And then one person's like, I think I am. I'm not sure. I got a lot going on. And, like, three other dudes were like, no, you're coming with us. Like, if I'm doing it, you're doing it with us. So that that piece of, like, come on, we're doing this together. I'm going to be accountable to you. You're going to be accountable to me. This is This is bigger than me. This is bigger than us. This is, we need more of us in this community. And... Like, it's a it's a bigger b- bigger picture than just like me myself, and it it can feel a lot more like okay, I have to do this. Then you know, it's for the bigger movement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have clients too, other investors that you know uh, want to invest, and a lot of them always ask me, or you know, they seem like maybe I'm keeping all the good deals or or anything like that. And I always tell them, like, I can't buy everything. I was like, I want you to buy something. I want you to invest in this city. Yeah. I was like, why? Because my investments are in here in the city. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing a good job, if you're, you know, you're a great landlord, um, you're a good uh, property owner, stuff like that, that just makes my stuff just continue to grow exactly. and value. And then I was like, then that, that makes our neighborhood good. And in turn, that makes our city good. And in turn, that makes our state good, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so we're all investing in the same thing and stuff. And, um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people just don't see it that way. A lot of people see it like, you know, um, there's not enough or the lack of or something like that. You kind of have to, um, you know, switch the mind somehow and, and think that, that there's there's so much. Mm-hmm. There's so much opportunities. You just you just got to do it. And um, and it's hard sometimes. Like, you know, I look back when I started and it, it was hard, you know, even even though I didn't have that kind of fear, but it, it, it was hard. It wasn't nothing easy, you know, yeah. um, and going through that. And, you know, it seems like I always, I'm always living in a rehab project, you know, like <laughs> as soon as my house is complete, then it's like, we're moving on to the next one, yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, so, you know, that, that's, it's hard and, and it's a sacrifice, you know? Um, but that all kind of like, you do that enough and it just, it just, yeah, mm-hmm. it just starts snowballing. You got to start with something small and then just working your way through it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're like, all right, you start, you know, you go from survival mode to like, okay, like it's okay. Yeah. I'm worried about this, you know, right. you know, then it goes to like, all right, like now I'm, I'm hungry for something else. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I ain't worried about eating. Now I want like, I want steak. <laughs> steak feels like, you know, yeah. I want like, you know, like real seafood, you know, mm-hmm. not like, you know, red lobster. I want like to go to a real seafood place, you know, <laughs> and you start acquiring that, that like, Hey, I, I want a little bit more. I want, and it's going to take you to a different level, different sacrifices and stuff like that. But you start, you know, you start seeing a little bit more than when you're drowning, mm-hmm. you know, when you're just like, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to make it till tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, take steps mm-hmm. property rehab you all are into is that what you all would consider like your specialties as it relates to investments Do you all buy like properties you know just turnkey properties as they say nothing needed just you buy them then do them or is it like the rehab thing you all are into minor rehab just because it's price point i got you you know yep. so um i do see a future then in a place where like 
how they say like sometimes you you're like you're working for the bank mm -hmm. and you just want to become the bank mm -hmm. you know so i want to get to the point where i'll still do some of that but then i'll start looking into new construction yeah start development and stuff like that where now okay. you're like you know thinking bigger but starting off that's you know and i still enjoy that you know mm -hmm. i try to find that like you said you see that property with nobody else everybody else passed it by you yeah. know and you drive up to it and you get excited about it yeah. you start seeing something different and you you know you start putting a family there or something like that mm -hmm. and you're just like you know, we could do this. I, you know, everybody else passed us up. You yeah. Know? But God gave me the vision, and I'm going to go ahead and put, put it to work. Yeah. Okay. And the um, uh, the property rehab, is it mainly single family, or do you all do multifamily rehabs as well? I've done, I've done multi, too. Okay. Nothing, nothing more than four units, me personally, okay. right now. Yeah, it's it's a lot of potential out here. I mean, the, as far as buying as a, you know, the market's so crazy right now, you better get what you can get, whatever <laughs> your money allows you to get, whether that's a single family or whatever. But uh, I've done, uh, just did my biggest commercial renovation. That was nice. That was 18 units. And, uh, but you get what you can get. I mean, if that's what you're trying to do, mm -hmm. use all the avenues to do that, whether it's the auctions or private sellers or some of my friends got mailing systems and phone call telemarketing systems in place. So yeah. whatever. I mean, to each his own. But I, I more so enjoy new construction now. That's what I'm getting into now, developing some some uh, properties and stuff like that. So just finished up a new construction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ramon and I both have been working on one. And uh so, yeah, getting more into new construction just because real estate is becoming so uh, unavailable. Mm -hmm. uh, land is becoming more and more unavailable. Yeah. yeah. So I think that um, finding a plot or, or finding something available and being able to put something up now is going to be more, um, you know, going to be easier to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I really enjoy that, too, that whole new construction mm -hmm. aspect of it that's uh, in development multi-units and yeah. single-family homes and stuff. Mm -hmm. so what What are some of the, the biggest differences between the new construction and the the, the property rehab that you all started uh, getting into? For me, the biggest thing that it, it's been is like a really, really tight schedule. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, as when I do my rehabs, like there's always something to do. You yeah. know, when you're rehabbing something, there's always yeah. something to do. If it's raining, we inside. Yeah. If it's nice, we outside. Right. Well, with new construction, there's like certain steps. You can't jump ahead. Yeah. You can't the, start putting this. The you sequencing. Know? Yeah, the sequencing. And not only that, you're you're using other um, other contractors to come and bring their specialties into it. And then they have a schedule. Mm -hmm. So for me, my biggest eye opener was like, I'm, I'm very like kind of, I'm, I'm a little bit too lax sometimes where I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Like I take a day to day and wake up and it's like, all right, what, what am I dealing with today? And stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, but with that, I felt like, all right, I, I couldn't do that because you know, if I miss my deadline with the electrician, he might be eight weeks out before he can come see me. Mm -hmm. Right, you know, so now I got eight weeks of maybe I can't do nothing else, right? Because <laughs> I need him to come back so then my next guy can come in and so and so. Yeah. So for me, the biggest thing was a scheduling thing. And so I had some people tell me, mm -hmm. but I was like, sometimes when you're an entrepreneur, you're just like, man, I, I figure it out, I, right? I do it, but then I'm like, 
no, I can't. Yeah. Nothing else. I, I, could, I could sweep more. I could clean. Yeah. I'm like, but they, nothing else I could do at this project <laughs> to push it forward right. until the next guy comes in and does it. So mm-hmm. the time management and then that bigger aspect of like project management is mm-hmm. the huge mm-hmm. difference. For me, that's what it was. Okay. For the, between the property rehab and the new construction. Yeah. Would you would, then, would you say? And then with rehabbing, you're trying to make something old look new. Mm-hmm. And with new construction, it is what it is. It's new, yeah. just right off the bat. You don't have to try to make this work. You know, it's 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 more work doing a rehab if you're doing it right mm-hmm. than it is to build something new. Yeah, even though it, it seems to be, it would naturally seem to be. Oh man, you just built a house from the ground up. Yeah, yeah, but. That's a new basement. Mm-hmm. This rehab had cracks all in the foundation walls that had to be corrected. Yeah. That had to be structurally sound so you can keep going, you know. Floor sagging. You know, the floor yeah. sag- <laughs> The walls are crooked. You know, your trim, your case. You know, you got to take the roof off and then put it back on. Oh. You know what I mean? You've got to yeah. take the old plumbing out and then put new plumbing back in. Yeah. You know, oh man, we didn't see this. Right. You know, uh, we wasn't going to, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, you're taking everything off and putting it in and hoping you find everything. Yeah. The grading. I mean, it's so new construction is so much more forgiving because mm-hmm. you know what to expect right off the bat. Yeah. You're putting Put in such a different way too. Yeah. Like there's new codes, new ways mm-hmm. of doing it now, new, so I think, yeah, you take stuff out and you're like, this could go this way. It's a lot faster, mm-hmm. but there's this old wall in the way. You think heating <laughs> systems, you know, you were like, yeah. this is all blown. It was this massive furnace in the, you know, in the basement and just blowing air everywhere. <laughs> and that's how it worked. Well, now you have different ductwork and you don't need all this space. And now you need yeah. to have this centralized. And how are we going to get this? That's pipe all the way to the second floor. Yeah, don't even try to make it energy. You know what I mean? Like now you can accomplish those energy yes. ratings, yeah. those yes. earth ratings and stuff like that. You know, you can do, you know, you can you can do a lot. Uh, but it's definitely a lot more work. Mm-hmm. So as far as the differences between the two, even though mm-hmm. new construction is a process that's right, you gotta be on top of. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, you miss something. I mean, it'll snowball. He said, you know, you miss one person's schedule. Well, what about the four others coming up? You yeah. know, I mean, it. You could look up that, that eight, eight weeks, weeks make, could be everybody got pushed thirty six weeks, yeah. <laughs> right? Because of that mm-hmm. one, you know what yeah. I mean? Everybody's so. And so the the um, in project management, they have what's called like the Iron Triangle. It's like time, cost. Uh, I'm blanking on the third one, but like when time you lose time in those tight schedules, does that like increase cost? Yeah, it's a holding cost. Okay. You're holding that, you know, so if that six weeks is you have utilities on, you have anything on taxes mm-hmm. <laughs> you're paying for. Yeah. And being, yeah. Yeah. being yeah. unorganized is expensive yeah. altogether. Yeah. In more yeah. ways than what you see. And then with Michigan, you got the different weather. So if you don't make it in that right time to be able to pour that, that you know, the walls mm-hmm. or your, your driveway or get that roof on there before the elements change mm-hmm. and, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, w- there's a lot of elements that you have to fight through mm-hmm. and make sure that you're you're conscious of. I have kind of like a bigger, a big question about just the need, like, we go to these contractor meetings every month and everyone's like, we need you. We can't get enough people. Like there's, you know, every person that's coming out, you know, we need five, five or 10 more people or, you know, there's those stats you hear. 
training and just your own businesses too. And it, I can, I can feel that like you're being pulled in so many directions right now coming out of COVID and just like, we need you over here. We need you to train these people. We need you to mentor these people because these people are coming up and they don't know that they have a chance at this. And you, you got to show them that, you know, you don't have to go to college. You can do these trades and make really good money that way. It, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot, a lot. So I'm just, I wonder how you, how you manage that. It's somewhat of self-care a little bit of like how you're showing up every day. You mentioned project management. But also it's like with your heart too. Like where do you where does your heart at? And yeah, I'll stop there, but I think I'll let I mean you definitely it. have to there's you can't teach passion, right? Right. Like you can't. Like if, if somebody's not into construction, they can't swing it. You can tell them, show them and give them throw money at them, you yeah. know. They ain't, do it. they ain't gonna do it, nah. you know. It's 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 got to be you know you you have to be passionate and um, and for me that's that's what it is like you know I wear my heart on my sleeve and you know I absolutely um, I love real estate and the different um, facets of it and stuff like that. There's so many ways you can be successful in it um, and I've always been passionate about it and that's what kind of like you know like I tell some people that kind of maybe do it for the money and say you know what well, I took this course and they told me I could you know. Um, make millions and stuff like that. It's like, well, yeah, I'm like, you know, you could be a Grant Cardone, right, and yeah. do a 10X, but you got to work his hours. Mm-hmm. Right. Do what he does. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, or just like with sports, you know, you, you want to be a Kobe, you got to work like Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some people just don't have it. They just say, I just, I just want to make it to the league. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to make X amount of dollars as long as I make X amount of dollars. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, they're right. just passionate to, you know, like before I used to be like, I want 50 doors, yeah. you know, I don't think I want that now. Like mm-hmm. now on different kind of projects, you know? Um, but, but yeah, it's, that's one thing is like, you just can't, you just have to be passionate because you, you have to be your own cheerleader. Sometimes you ain't going to have somebody that's supporting you. You know, I, I have a very supporting mother. I love my mother, but there was times sometimes where she was like, Hey, you know, um, maybe you should think about a corporate job, you know, maybe you should, you know, work for someone who has good union, great benefits, and, you know, you can retire in 30, 40 years and have mm-hmm. a pension and stuff like that. You know, I love you. Um, I was like, but it's just, it's just not me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that's not where my passion is at. That's not where I'm going to thrive. That's not where, you know, that's not what I want to show my kids. Yeah. You know, that I just had to settle. And, you know, mind you, it's, it's, it's hard. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't get a regular paycheck. Right. You know. Um, I put a lot of hours into work. It doesn't mean at the for every Friday I get a paycheck to to show that, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's times where you have to, you know, you're paying everybody else. You're the last one to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you still got bills. Yeah. Uh, so a difficult thing. But, you know, like, yeah, you got to have it. You got to have that passion because mm-hmm. sometimes you're the only one. You talk to yourself and you got to tell like, hey, you got to get up. Yeah, I know you, you know, you ain't got no money in the bank and there's nothing motivating you right now, but you, you hey, gotta, you gotta make it happen. You gotta you make gotta it happen. You gotta, you gotta find a way. You gotta get dressed still. You know, you mm-hmm. gotta get out there. You said something earlier. Um, you, you said real early on in terms of your journey, you was like, know, know yourself basically. And like, know, know about yourself. And what you said now kind of remind me of that. Yeah, uh, that is like yeah. You gotta know yourself, 
And, and it's, I mean, that's like the passion piece. I think a lot of people are passionate. Some people for the wrong thing. But like having high level of passion without high level of, of, of self-knowledge is, is not, it's not going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you got to That's like, that's like a raw inventory you got to take about yourself. And it's like, yeah, you won't make it to the league. You ain't got that work ethic. Now that's not saying you can't make it to the league. That's saying you're going to need a whole bunch of other supports. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And so without, like even if you passionate without knowing yourself, like yo, you know, you yeah. gonna you gonna have to get up early. You know, you're not a, a morning person. So I got a, a colleague. He was saying it, it was he had son wanted to do something, wanted to do X. And he, you know, some time passed, and he was like, "Hey, what's going on with that thing? You you still want to do that?" And he was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Well, what's what's happening with it? You either got to change your goal or change your hustle." Because, you know, what you saying you want and your behaviors, they, they're not matching up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you either got to change your goal or change your hustle. Yeah. And, like, that takes, like, raw inventory of yourself. And it, it is. Like, and it changes, too. You yeah. know, like I was saying in early on when I had those years, like, I, I still had that identity piece where, like, I was I was working hard. You know, yeah. like, that's never changed. You know, I put long hours. I You know, I sacrificed a lot of stuff. But my identity was not right. You know, I was mm-hmm. looking for approval, yeah. which I'm never going to get like that, you know, from the people that I thought I was, I deserved it from, you know? And then when I lost everything and it was just like kind of humbleized and be like, you know what? Like, I just have to be me, Yeah. you know, and I can't make excuses anymore or be apologetic or I'm sorry that I don't fit your mold. And I have to do jump through these hoops for you to make you feel comfortable about mm-hmm. who I am. Yeah. You know, I just be like, I just gotta be me. And people are gonna, you know, not everybody's gonna line to it. Some people are like, Oh, that's great. Some people are like you crazy. That's, you know, and good, you know, like, but I'm happy now. Yeah. There you you know, I'm in my place and, and I'm in my lane and I'm doing all I can and I'm touching as much stuff as I, as I can touch. And, you know, and I, you know, my goal is to leave everything better mm-hmm. than what I've, before I touch my hands and just leave it better. I think it's fair to say, man, it's a universal formula that works. I mean, we're here sitting in as builders and kind of elaborating on that or whatever, but something that's universal to everybody on earth, (laughs) you know? I mean, we're builders, but I'm sure he's a lot more other things. I'm not, I'm, I, you know, that's a, a work license that I have, but I'm really other, you know what I mean? Things that I'm proud of Mm -hmm. other than that, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, and I just think that, Wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever color you are, wherever you came from, how well off you grew up, how poor you, you grew up, or, you know, it's one thing that, that's universal for all of us. Wake up and know that you can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, have a good attitude. Be positive. You know, do other, under, others as you would have them do unto you. You know, be righteous. Live a wholesome lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, be assertive. You know, all mm-hmm. of these things and be who you are. Yeah. A lot of us spend a lot of our lives, you know, find out what you are passionate about. Yeah. You know, follow your, you know, get in your lane and stay in it. You know, traffic will flow a lot better like that. Master um, your craft. Yeah. Perfect your craft. Yeah. There's so many foundational things that, you know, I think that is important. You know what I mean? Um, 
And then life happens. You know, these doors open up. We can all attest to that, that mm-hmm. we didn't see coming. Yeah. We didn't know mm-hmm. that this was going to happen or that was going to happen. We started off wanting to be something entirely different. Right. You know, but things, um, you're following that good, righteous, wholesome path. Yeah. It's, it's going to. Is going to open up those yeah. opportunities. If it's, you have that, I think it, you trust, okay, if this door is opening for me, then I know that if I'm following all these things, then it's for me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And the doors are open. It's, the, yeah. it's inevitable, you know? It's inevitable. And if you, if you, you, you would mention like Kobe, like being like Kobe, but you gotta, you gotta put the work in. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's like he, he was naturally talented, uh, phenomenal, but, you know, guys left, he in the court, you know, he in the court just practicing free throws, like hours practicing free throws. And it's like, yo, you just, it, you know, you got to have that passion and you got to want to master your craft, right? And it's like, like you said, it's universal. No matter what, y'all in the, you know, the building, it could be somebody in comedy or, mm-hmm. um, you know, community development, entrepreneurship, et cetera literature it's like you gotta master your craft and yeah. and you gotta be yeah you you gotta you gotta take it to the next level because what i found whatever got you to this level it won't be enough to take you to the next level Mm-mm. like things going you you gonna have to change and it's like like you said you get to 50 doors that was a goal for a long time but then next thing you know you got 50 and it's like well what's what's next you know if you triple that, you know, right now it's 150 doors. You know, that's 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 different. That's mm-hmm. different than just having 50. Different strategy. Yeah. So yeah. what what got you here won't take you to the next level. Although it's it's helpful and beneficial. Mm-hmm. I I found and I'm I'm I struggle with that with myself, but I I've seen it in, in other spaces and, and with people, it's like they just you forget that. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm good, you know, and it's like, yeah, you're good now. But like you said, you you going to keep working. Doors are going to open and it what you're doing now won't be enough when that when that door opens. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So how, you know, how can folks prepare to, um, you know, to get to that next level? And that's a question I'm posing to you all in, in your work. It's like, OK, yeah, what got me here is cool. But again, opportunities arise, doors mm-hmm. open. Like, what are you all doing to prepare for like that next level? I got this saying that I live by, <clears throat> and I and I and I'll close on this. Mm-hmm. But it's mastering our current level will cause us to be prepared for the next level. You know, and that's just. I don't know, I scribbled that on my whiteboard one time having a crew meeting. It was like, hey, listen, mastering our current level, you know, after them breaking machines and not putting up stuff right and not doing this and not. I'm like, hold on, hold on. I felt it. It was affecting my life. It was, oh, it was everything. It was like, no, no, stop. Mastering my current level will cause me to be prepared for the next level. Mm-hmm. Passing inspections, making sure all the details are covered, paying attention, you know, my life. I mean, you you name it, that that trickles, let it trickle down to every area of life. Mm-hmm. It's the tiniest details. Every, every day. all every day, everything, mm-hmm. it'll cause us to be ready for the next level. I think that everybody that's on that next level that we call that next level stuff will attest to that. It mm-hmm. cause, like you're saying, it 
them operating at a, a, a level of mastery where mm. they were yeah. first and then continuing to do that every day. And that's a yeah. process. Mm-hmm. You know, we bump our heads every day. We'll always be learning and everything. People always get mad at you for something, you know, you, you know, so it's like, uh, but if you're doing that, you're really doing the best you can do. Mm-hmm. You really are. If you're mastering the level that you are right now, you're really doing the best that you can do. Yeah. That means putting your best everything forward. Yes. And so after that, it's like, okay, next starts to creep up on you. Mm-hmm. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know exactly how it's going to look, you know, but it's right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so that, and, and that, that will cause us to sustain what next is mm-hmm. because we already got these foundational principles in, in line to be able to keep up with it. Getting something is one thing, but maintaining it, yeah, that's man. really the goal. Yeah, man. I'm a boxing fan, and it's like you, you work hard to get a championship, to get mm-hmm. that belt, but that's just the, that's the easy part. Yeah. And you get that belt, you got to keep it. Yeah. You got yep. to keep it. And that's, whew. yeah, <laughs> but that's, that is awesome. I certainly appreciate everybody's time. Um, we typically uh, close out with a couple questions. Yeah, I think one question I'm going to switch up a tiny bit. Uh, what do people most mis- misunderstand about you? Um, to me, my passion. Yeah, sometimes okay. people think that it's like uh, like I'm a workaholic, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'm a workaholic. I'm just trying to accomplish some things. Yep. You know, and I like I said, I just I I want to leave everything better than what yep. it was given unto me. Yep. And um, whatever state that you know, like every day, I just want to make sure that I, I did my um, my best. You know, we're human. We have we'll make errors. We'll make mistakes. Um, I just at the end of the day, I want to know, you know, like I feel that when I when I take my last breath is because I am my mission, my purpose here in life has been completed. And I will say, you know what? I'm done. And just. Mm-hmm. And that's how I live my life. Mm. It's beautiful. <laughs> Darn out. What do people most misunderstand about you? Is that I'm just me. I yeah. think, you know, I'm. if I had to give like a, you know, I don't, I'm kind of goofy, you know, fun loving. <laughs> I could be loud, a little animated, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm really that way. Yeah. You know, I'm that yeah. way when nobody's looking. And I think when we can allow ourselves to honor each other in mm-hmm. our own individual personalities and stuff like that, whether it's in the workplace and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And even with your own self, being comfortable in your own skin and being able to be yourself around others is important. Um, so, you know, I just, I really find the value of letting, I enjoy being around people who have found the, the, the you know, who are comfortable with themselves and being him. If you're artsy and you know what I mean? And everything, it's like, wow, look how cool she is. If, if you're studious and cool and swag out at the same time, it's like, no, no, let them do it, let them yeah. be him. If you, you know what I mean? If you, you know, if you're the top dog and the, the eagle, you know what I mean? Let him be the top dog. And if he's fun and goofy, don't, never mind him. He's yeah. just, he's really good at what he does. Right. Just don't pay attention to him. He's a little goofy and all that. But at the end of the day, yeah, 
If you leave him alone, your project will turn out amazing. You can trust this guy. Yeah. You can't. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So I just, uh, that can just be a, 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 a terrible yeah. uh, practice of anybody to uh, kind of judge, pre, you know, prejudge, mm -hmm. misjudge mm -hmm. somebody because you haven't honored or sought out who this person is mm -hmm. first that you're dealing with. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good one. It's let uh, let yourself forget the misper the perceptions of what other people you're with that person at that time, and you're gonna take them for who they are. Yeah, uh, I'll leave it with super grateful to have you guys today on the show. I think uh, just to talk about our mastery, like. My mastery right now is with the city, and my role is to support you and other people in that field and building, need, needing more construction and more contractors. And I feel alongside you in that work. Like, if we can stay in our lanes, I'll stay in my lane, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. We're, we're going to make a difference, and we're going to have an impact. And I take that really seriously. So I, I'm grateful to work alongside you showing up, going to those contractor meetings, listening, staying curious. Uh, thank you both for taking the time. I know like your time's a lot of money right now per hour. <laughs> you got all those projects going on. So appreciate you spending some time with us here. I'm happy to thank be you. on yes. Team Kalamazoo. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's our show today. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody. On three. One, two, three. Team. Team. <laughs> Team. 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 Team